it is a large empty garret. A week or ten days later, Cresswell came in one morning after breakfast and told my mother that most of the French servants were talking of leaving because there was a revenant in the house. Indeed, my lady, she said, there is a very strange story about a young man who was heir to this and another house with an estate in the country and is said to have been confined by an uncle in an iron cage in this house. As he disappeared and was never afterwards seen, they supposed that he was killed here. The uncle left the house in a hurry and afterwards sold it to the father of the man from whom you took it. No one has ever remained in it for so long as we have done, and it has been a long time without a tenant. And do you believe this, Cresswell? asked my mother. Well, she replied, the iron cage is in the garret over your head, my lady, and I wish you would all come up and see it. At this moment, a friend of ours, an old officer with the Cross of Saint-Louis, arrived to call on us. We told him the story with some amusement and asked him to accompany us upstairs to see the cage. We found ourselves in a long, large garret with bare brick walls. It was quite empty, except that in the further corner, there was an iron cage attached to the wall. It recalled to us the kind of cage in which wild beasts are kept, only it was higher. It was about four feet square and eight feet high, and there was an iron ring in the wall at the back, to which was attached an old rusty chain with a collar. We really began to feel rather creepy at the idea that any human being could have been kept in such an unpleasant place, and our French friend was as horrified as we were. All the same, we were quite certain that the footsteps we had heard in the night were part of a plan to keep the house untenanted, and we were rather uncomfortable at the thought that there was a private way in, of which we knew nothing. We decided, therefore, to look about us for something else, but to stay in our present quarters until we were successful in finding it. About ten days after our visit to the garret, Cresswell came to dress my mother in the morning, looking so pale and ill that we asked her what was the matter. Indeed, my lady, she said, we have been frightened to death. Neither Mrs. Marsh, my maid, nor I can sleep again in the room we are in now. Well, said my mother, you may come and sleep in the little spare room next to ours. But what has frightened you? Someone, my lady, she said, went through our room last night. We both saw the figure, but hid under the bedclothes and lay in a dreadful fright till the morning. I burst out laughing, but Cresswell began to cry, and when I saw that she was really upset, I tried to comfort her. I told her we had heard of a very good house and would soon move into it. Meanwhile, they could sleep in the room next to ours. The room in which they had been so frightened had a door recessed from the first landing on a very wide staircase leading to the passage onto which the best rooms opened. The door of my mother's room faced the staircase. In Cresswell's old room, there was a second door which led to the back stairs, making it a kind of passage. A few nights after the change of rooms, my mother asked Charles and me to fetch from her bedroom her long embroidery frame so that she might get her work ready for the morning. Although it was after supper and quite dark, we did not take a candle as there was a lamp at the bottom of the staircase, and we thought we could find the frame by leaving open the door of my mother's room. When we reached the foot of the stairs, we saw a tall, thin figure in a powdering gown.
and wearing hair down the back, going up the stairs in front of us. We both thought it was Hannah, and called out, It won't do, Hannah, you can't frighten us. At these words, the figure turned into the recess, and when in passing it we saw nobody there, we concluded she had gone through Cresswell's old room and down the back staircase. When we returned with the frame, we told my mother of Hannah's trick. She said, That is very odd. Before you came in from your walk, Hannah went to bed with a headache. We went at once to Hannah's room, where we found Alice at work, and she told us that Hannah had been sound asleep for more than an hour. A little later on our way to bed, we saw Cresswell. When we told her of our mistake, she turned quite white and exclaimed, That is exactly the figure we saw. About this time, my brother Harry came to spend ten days with us. He was sleeping up another staircase at the far end of the house.